Hey, what's up, guys? Real quick, I've been working really hard to amplify my social media presence recently and recently just started diving into Instagram, which has actually been a ton of fun. It's a cool platform for connecting with y'all in just a more personal way. So if you, we aren't already connected on Instagram, let's change that. You can find me at the Anthony Vecino. So go, go connect. Let's do it. All right, let's get to the show. So I love, love, love reading books. It's one of the, the things that brings me like the deepest joy. I, I find it to be a form of entertainment and escapism. And I'm not really even sure like where this love for reading was born from, because as a kid with ADHD, you would think sitting down and, you know, pouring yourself into a book for hours on end, that that would be kind of a, a weird activity to be drawn to. But for, for some reason, I don't know why I just have always loved losing myself deep in books. And I think maybe part of what it was actually come to think about it is when I was put on Ritalin, Ritalin had this weird effect on, on my body, which kind of put me into this zombie like stupor and it forced me into a state of perpetual hyper-focus. And I've spoken about this before, how that was a really actually a negative feeling for me because it made me feel trapped inside my body and like I didn't have control. And maybe more problematic is it, it robbed me of my, my energy, my motivation to go and achieve things. And so I would just kind of find myself tired all the time, but in a, in a deep state of focus. So, so I think reading was just like an activity that was naturally very simple and easy to pick up when I'm exhausted, but in a state of focus. And so what, for whatever the reason is, <laughs> maybe that's one of the good things that came out of Ritalin, but like for whatever reason, I've always loved, loved reading. And, um, there was a period in my life when, you know, I wanted to be a science fiction fantasy author and I wrote 12 bestselling books and I, I still will go back to that at some point. People always ask me like, do you plan on ever writing more in that, in those genres? And, and I do, but I have other things I want to accomplish first before I go back to that world. But back in those days, when I, when I first started writing science fiction, I was reading well over a hundred books a year. Um, and that wasn't, you know, just, that wasn't nonfiction per se. That was a lot of fiction. I was trying to brush up on all of the, the literature that had, had come before, because I think to be a great fiction writer, you really need to be aware of what your predecessors like have done. So you can stand on the, on the shoulder of giants. So you're not just rehashing the things that have already come before you a hundred years because man, those guys, Ray Bradbury and uh, William Gibson writing like in the, and Isaac Asimov, those guys writing in the 20th century, like they had so many brilliant ideas and covered so much ground. So you really need to be familiar with it. But as I started transitioning into entrepreneurship, into business and started shifting what I was reading from, from fiction to nonfiction, I, I kind of took that same mass approach, like mass reading approach, reading hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. And I pretty much read every book on business, every book on money and finance, investing under the sun. And that gave me a very, very wide breadth of knowledge. And that's great. I think that's, that's step one. You need to like fill up your, your information take so that you then have the ability to connect dots. I talk about this as the difference between curiosity, which is, you know, going out there and collecting dots and then cre uh, creativity, which is to then take those dots you've collected and start connecting them. And one of the, the tricks uh, one of the traps rather that you can fall into, and I certainly did, is that it, it's very easy to conflate collecting dots with actually doing something productive, like you're producing something, you're creating something. And so you get to the, the end of a, you know, a month where you've read dozen books and then you're not really in any different of a position from a, a life perspective. Your business hasn't grown, you haven't made more money and you're like, what, what happened here? <laughs> and so 
I think um, at a certain point for me, I started to realize reading was starting to become just mental masturbation and I was reading more and more and I love it in entertainment, but it was really no different for me than just uh, playing a video game in a lot of ways. And so I needed to change my approach to, to reading so that I wasn't just reading more. I was trying to read better and I was trying to learn and go deeper on certain books. And so I started... Uh, going less for volume and and just trying to reread the the books that were really really powerful and meaningful that I could continue to learn things from and I and I did a video on this where I shared the twelve books that I reread every single year um, but I still do read new books I'm not to say like I don't bring in new books at all but um I just read far far less for instance last year I think I read fourteen books not including the twelve that I reread every year so that's that's like you know a book every two weeks which. Uh, when you add in the 12, that's like 26. So about a book, book every two weeks. Um, that's a, that's a big jump drop down from just the, a couple of years before where I was doing 60, 70 books or a couple of years before that where I was doing 130, 140 books a year. It's crazy. But all that's to say, I wanted to do in this episode, I just wanted to go and revisit, um, 12 or the, the books that I read rather in, um, 2023. So there's 16 here. Um, I'm not going to, include the 12 that I reread every year because I did a video on that. If you want to go check that out, go to youtube.com backslash Anthony Vecino. You can check out my list of 12 books I recommend reading every single year. But let's take this from the top. Let's do it. The first book I read this year, not the first book, but I have them written down here, but in no particular order. Uh, the first book is called Tennis Ball Machine Man. This is a short little book that my one of my best friends, Brandon Rudy, wrote. He wrote it... Um, Last year, he self-published it. It's not a very big book. It's maybe like 60, 70, 80 pages long. Um, Brandon's a fantastically interesting person. I lived with him for um, a while back in 2009, 2010. Him and his wife took me and my girlfriend in at the time. And we've been friends ever since the rock climbing days. Um, That's how we first met. And then we got into ping pong. We got into all these weird activities together. And now we, we play tennis every week. We play chess together a lot. And he wrote a book. Tennis Ball Machine Band. Really, it's, it's, this book is really good, actually, for um, being a novice writer. He shares the struggles of being a weekend warrior who has dreams of grandeur, despite the fact that he's in his mid fifties and he's he's never he's never going to go pro. He's never going to compete at the highest levels, and yet he still approaches this activity, this craft, as though it's very very important to him, and it's a p- core part of his identity. And he wants to be better, but you know. It's the struggle that all of us weekend warriors have. It's a very good book. I highly recommend it. Very raw, very authentic. Second book is Endurance. We, Jamie and I, we went down to Antarctica with my brother and his, his wife in February of last year, which is actually, interestingly, warmer in February in Antarctica than it is in Minnesota. So it was actually kind of like a, a warm destination spot for us. But we went down to we went down to Antarctica, and I'd always wanted to read the book Endurance, which is the story of uh, Shackleton and his crew who tried to sail down there, and then they were gonna you know uh, cross the Antarctic on dog sleds, and it went horribly awry. And uh, I was planning on reading it before going down there, but then when I got down there, um, I was in their library. Just you know, you don't have a lot to do when you're in Antarctica. You spend a lot of time on the boat looking at snow, which is cool. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's very beautiful, but the one of the books that was on their shelf they had a, like twelve copies of Endurance, and so I picked it up and started reading it as we did this tour of Antarctica, and that was a really cool experience to be able to read the book of these these men's harrowing adventure while in the luxury on off off the shore and observing what they must have been going through. It, it was a very very wild experience. Next book is Titan. 
This is the um, autobiography of Rockefeller. And it was good. This book was good. I started reading a lot of biographies a couple of years ago, and I find them to be far more entertaining, and and I learn a lot more from them than I do from just straight business books. I think reading about interesting people's lives, I don't know what it is. I find that just really, really motivating and compelling and just seeing that they wrestle with a lot of the same issues that we do. And Titan is one of those books. It took me a couple months to get through. It was a very, very big read. It actually took me the entire month of February, March, and like April. A very, very big book, but just learning about how he took over the oil industry in the early or late 19th century, early 20th century is very fascinating. Don't know if I'd recommend it unless you're like a hardcore nerd, but um, it was it was good. Uh, the next book is Hard Magic by Darwin Ortiz. This is a weird book. I'm not into magic. I don't do sleight of hand. I don't do I'm not a magician. Um, so why am I reading a book on magic? Well, one of my goals in 2024 is to get on more stages, give more keynotes, be a better presenter, be a better public speaker, better keynote. Um, and what I what I realize is that, you know, you can get good at being a keynote speaker by watching other keynote speakers, but you can also get good by watching people who spend other like spend a lot of time on stages. So like comedians and magicians. And this book, Hard Magic, is all about how to be a more skilled magician, more skilled presenter of your magic. And I thought that would be kind of a cool book to read. And turned out it was, I learned a lot, actually. Um, again, don't know if I'd recommend this book to most people, but, um, it was, it was pretty interesting. I like reading these weird kind of tangential books that you would otherwise never stumble into and learning something about a different world that you can pull into your own. It's very, very cool. Uh, the next book is outlive by Peter Atia. This is the best book that I've ever read on health and longevity. If you want to live longer and better, I think this is a must read. Um, it's just a fantastic book. I'll leave it at that. Next book is made in America by Sam Walton. This is a story of Walmart and regardless of how you feel about Walmart as like a global conglomerate who's taken over the world and all that stuff. It is a very interesting read. This man's perspective and how he approached the building this business that had that at a time was like the largest business in the world. It's he's a very interesting guy, actually highly recommend that book. Very, very good. It's written down to earth. He wrote it a couple months before he passed away. He could see the, the light at the end of the tunnel and he wanted to get these stories out, get his lessons learned, shared with the world. And they, and I'm glad he did because this was a really, really good book. Uh, the next book is the rise and fall of the third Reich. This is a beast of a book. It is very, very long. Um, and it took me a really a grueling amount of time to get through, but it is a fascinating journey through the rise and the fall of the third Reich world war II. And I think, you know, it's important to understand our history and understand not just the, the things that we're taught in school about history, but to also go deeper and try to learn more about it for ourselves. And for some reason, somebody recommended me this book. I'm not particularly interested in world war II or that period of time or Nazis or anything of that sort, but I thought, I don't know much about that. Let's, let's learn more. Let's see where this goes. And it was interesting, but God, it was a slog. It was grueling. Next book is Make Something Wonderful. This is a book uh, about Steve Jobs in Steve Jobs' words. It's a compilation of all his speeches, his interviews. Um, it And then it was put together and put out by the Steve Jobs Foundation for free. So you can go download it for free. Um, I think you can just go to makesomethingwonderful.com, maybe. That might be the URL. This is a really good book. This was... 
Steve in Steve's words. And he said some things that really, really resonated with me. I'm really glad that I found this book. I really didn't know much about Steve Jobs before 2023. And I decided I was going to learn more about him. So I read this book and then another book, Steve Jobs Biography by Walter Isaacson, which was another fantastic read. Really good. It's I think it's so interesting to read about these people who move through the world just so differently than you and I. And uh, in that same vein, another book that I read this year was Elon Musk's biography by Walter Isaacson. And this book for the first like 75% was fantastic. It was a great read. Elon Musk is a wild dude who just does not operate on the same wavelengths as pretty much any other human I've ever read about. The last three fourths of the book, it gets a little bit too into the weeds of like recent events. And I don't find that to be the... It got too in the minutia, and I don't think that's a good place for biographies to spend their time. But overall, Elon Musk's and Steve Jobs' biography, both were very, very good. Um, what else did we read this year? We read, oh boy, let's, let's, let's wrap it up with one more book. This one is Rework. I can't remember what the guy's name is. It's like, it, it's this weird Norwegian name. Re, it's... It, this book is really nice as in uh, it's really quick to read. This came from the creator of the guys who put out uh, Ruby on Rails, which is like an open source coding software. And uh, it's just a different approach to thinking about how to build a business where maybe your goal isn't just to build a billion dollar business, but to, to build something that makes a meaningful impact on the lives of your customers and changes maybe your life and improves it in a, in a meaningful way. So I found this book to be very refreshing, but those are those are some of the books. I think there's a couple that I left off of the list here, but, um, you know, I recommend a lot of these actually. They were, it was a good year of reading. I'm pretty psyched on it. I'm going to do another episode right off the back of this one where I'm going to share what I intend to read in the next year. So stay tuned for that. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Um, I'd love to hear what was on your reading list for 2023. What did you get through? What, what, what stood out? What was meaningful to you? Leave it in the comments. Shoot me a DM. Leave a review if, you want, if you'd like to do that. That helps me a lot, honestly. It's my goal to get us up to 100 reviews on Spotify and on uh, iTunes. I think we're right very close to it. So if you could just take a moment right now and just drop a review, that would mean the world to me, truly. Thank you. So that's going to do it for me, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, stay hyper-focused, my friends. Hey, guys. I love, love, love that you're listening to the podcast. I truly hope it's bringing you just a ton of value. But if you ever wanted to check out the video version of these podcasts, then you should head over to YouTube. You know, they're going to have more effects, more visual stuff like that. And that, that can help the message sometimes just hit a little bit different and, you know, reinforce the, the lesson in a better way. So you can check that out. It's completely free. Go over to YouTube, search for Anthony Vecino. It'll pop up. And if that's not what you're into, then cool. Just enjoy the show and let's get to it.